Hello, everyone. This is Dave Menapace with the Hassle-Free RE Podcast. This is episode five. And for today's guest, I have Cody. Cody is a real estate investor out of Chattanooga, Tennessee. Him and I actually met on Bigger Pockets, I think. It was Bigger Pockets or Facebook. I can't quite remember. Yeah, I think I messaged you on uh, Bigger Pockets. That's right. That's right. And um, and today I'm going to have Cody share his story and what he's doing for real estate investing, where he's from, what he's done, where he's going, all that super fun stuff. So without further ado, Cody, why don't you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about where you're from, how you got into real estate. And then before you know it, I'll be asking a million questions. So it'll be great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like I said, my name's Cody. Um, we live in Chattanooga, Tennessee right now, me and my girlfriend, Megan. Um, but we just moved from Arizona, just kind of on a whim. Honestly, we're still in our mid-20s and just we don't have kids or anything like that. So um I had got out of the Navy in 2018, like went back home, um, met Megan through cycling. She was a traveling physical therapist and was kind of coming through the area and ended up, we ended up meeting. She stayed there a little bit longer term. And then um, like I grew up in this where we met. And so we were kind of like, hey, let's and go try some Arizona. Different. That, that was, huh? in, Arizona. That was in, in Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, in Arizona. I had done some traveling in the Navy, but um, I was trying to, you know, expand my career and everything. And I was like, it's just not going to happen here. So we started looking into places to move. And um, I don't know anybody in Tennessee, but we just kind of started hearing a lot about Chattanooga and then just through bigger pockets and a lot of other um, just networking. I kept hearing about Chattanooga and people in Chattanooga. And then uh, what ultimately did it is her parents retired in Johnson city and they were like, Hey, um, you guys should check out Chattanooga. And I was like, well, there's Chattanooga. So we flew out here. And then um, how far is Johnson city from Chattanooga? Three hours. Okay. Yeah. So it so wasn't like, it, here and, um, yeah, and that was kind of it. But yeah, so I was, I was in the Navy for four years, um, in a maintenance field, um, on, on aircraft. And then I got out of the Navy and I've stayed in the maintenance field. Um, I'm a service advisor in the automotive field. So, uh, that's what I do. I write service. Um, and then I started getting interested in real estate as I, was exiting the Navy. And um, it was, you know, I started just, I was able to focus more. I knew I wasn't going to be bouncing around all the time and gone a month, back a month, those types of things. And um, I think I was like, just read a grant, uh, the 10X rule while I was like, I'm listening. Uh, I'm like, I'm reading that now. And it gets, yeah. So that's what got me fired up. And then I started looking into it. I just couldn't turn it down. And, um, But yeah, so I, that's what I do full time. I work in the automotive industry, and then I start. I bought my first property in 2019, and just kind of picked up from there. Did um, so? Did you go into the Navy right from high school? I did. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Um, yep. And where was high school? What part of Arizona? Uh, Sierra Vista, Arizona. It's like down right on the border of Mexico. If you've ever heard of Tombstone, Arizona, or Bisbee, Arizona, it's like 20 minutes from there. Just Phoenix. Um, well, I may have heard of a few others, but Phoenix three is three hours south of Phoenix. Yeah. Okay, got it. I was in Phoenix a little over a year ago. My wife and I were nuts, and we got a second grade Dane, and we yeah. flew to Phoenix and drove from Phoenix to Boston in like oh god, it was only about twenty, maybe it was like thirty hours. We just we just went for it. Um, we were pregnant, didn't really feel like stopping much, and just totally went for it so um so that's pretty cool okay so navy happened towards the end is uh, of your time in the service that's when you started getting interested in real estate and so i just want to make sure i kind of have the timing right so you started getting interested in real estate you're looking for a city to kind of park it next a a new city to go to and it, it seems like you had some flexibility because you uh, in terms of work, because you had the ability to kind of go look for a new job. And then for Megan, it seems like her job was pretty flexible in terms of location as well, given yeah. that it was sort of a traveling physical therapist situation. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I got back home in 2018 and I, I did actually stay there for almost three years. Um, and in that time is when I met Megan because she was traveling right. through there and all that stuff. Um, 
and so it was a couple of years had gone by and I had already bought my first property and, and had my first rental and, and house hack by then. And then, which is my last house hack is what I sold before we moved here. And basically the move here was kind of career move on both of our ends. For me, it was mainly real estate. Cause I kept hearing about the area and, I, and yeah. that, that's my end goal, even though I'm still working. And then my job, I mean, is the demand's pretty high everywhere. So I, was right. able to, I had a job months before we even moved out here. Um, awesome. So it just worked really good. Yep. So for everyone that doesn't know, can you explain, you kind of touched on it, you know, you had a rental and a house hack. Can you explain what a house hack is? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, there's many, many different versions of a house hack. You can either live in a, in a single family house and people rent out the rooms or rent out the basement or uh, make some type of ADU, basically, whether it's attached or detached ADU. Mm-hmm. Um, or it, like my first house hack was basically like a live and flip. I actually bought it as a rental. I rented it out for, it was about a year. And yep. then when they moved out, I moved in and just renovated the whole thing. And then nice. when I was done that, I sold it. Um, but a house hack is basically just renting out your primary residence in one way or another mm-hmm. to reduce your, uh, monthly expenses. Ideally you live for free or to live in a nice place for, right. You know, pretty- so. Yeah, it's um, so so what Cody's, you know, saying here is that in a, in a lot of times, you know, if, if you listen to some of the other podcasts, one of the popular ways to get into real estate investing is to uh, house hack for the, the exact reason that Cody was saying it can significantly reduce your living expenses for sure. Um, so how long did you own that? And was uh, two questions. Was that house in your hometown that you were living in? And um what was it like being a landlord and then eventually selling that house? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it was in my hometown of Sarah Vista. Um, so I'll cover, I'll, I have one more thing to cover before that, actually before oh, cool. I bought the property, but that house particularly, yes, it was in Sarah Vista. Um, I bought it. So the re- how I bought it was, it was actually um, off market, but a, a lady I knew who's a realtor knew I was starting to get interested and it was rented section eight. She just brought it to my attention. Um, I had got just got out of the Navy on deployment too. So I had some money to, to actually, you know, I used all my own money. Um, I bought it. It, it really, it cash flowed only like barely a hundred bucks a month, but I, I held yeah. on to it for a year. They had been there for like five years. It was an older couple. And um, basically when they moved out, it was just, this worn out rental that had been, you know what I mean? But it wasn't anything crazy. Mm -hmm. Um, And so when we moved in, I mean, just paint floors, we turned it from a two, from a two, two to a three, two Uh, floors. We took out on the West coast or in the desert, they use what's called swamp coolers. It had swamp coolers. It's, it's, it's air conditioning. Okay. Um, But they basically use water. They basically use air to pass through a, like a wet sponge and it cools the air down and blows it through the house. So it does cool the house in, in, um, non-humid environments. Yep. Um, but it blows humidity through your house essentially. So it's an old school way of cooling. Right. Uh, right. That's interesting. Lot. But yeah, but we tore that out and put regular AC in new furnace. And then really it was just floors, paint fixtures, right. updated the kitchen, um, you know, those types of things. Right. Um, and that went really well. And so uh, then when we sold it, I think I bought that one for 105. Yeah. And then put about 30K into it and then sold it for 190. So it cash flowed. Awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it, it cash flowed for like 100 bucks. I mean, nothing crazy, but for a year. And then I put about, um, like I said, about 30K into it. And then we sold it for 190. So you essentially, I mean, with that, you made what? 50 60k right off of that yeah we we grossed 60k after taxes i mean i ended up netting like um after after realtor fees and taxes right. i ended up a little bit over 40 that's pretty so sweet, it worked though. out Not yeah, worked out really yeah yeah and that <laughs> was in 2019 and then um i used that money i just held on to that and um, we moved out here and then i bought a duplex and then another single family house that we're currently house hacking um so and that but was when since we're talking you and about, I, 
that uh, was when about when you and I met then, I guess. I guess it was about a little over yeah. a year ago, right? Yes. Yeah. So that was my first legit deal. But I guess since we're talking about deals real quick. Yeah. There's one like my first one it isn't really a deal, but um, <laughs> my first like just stab at trying to get some type of rental, which it's still rented today, but um, I don't own the property or anything. It's actually my mom's property. Huh. And um, so my mom owns a house in Sierra Vista, Arizona, and it's got the single family house and then staggered the same exact size behind it is it the same exact size building and half huh. of it's half of it's a garage and half of it was like a game room like just a hangout area it had power but no plumbing and we always you know growing up we always had like a tv in there and couch sure. ping pong table those types of things and um as i was getting interested in this i was like man i i don't know i was scared to make the jump but like i still wanted to try to do something so i basically partnered with my mom in a way to where she let me use the property and i just upfronted all the cash yeah and i turned i turned that side of the building into a studio apartment that's awesome um, so we and, and everything's built on slabs there so i mean we had to break the concrete and run like the drains the electrical was already there but we had to update the panel to get you know uh okay, the fridge and the stove like everything on its own circuits right and um i put a washer in there just everything really yeah livable a little kitchenette all that good stuff well put some walls up and built a bathroom that's very um, cool which we hired out yeah so that became a studio i rented that out it's still rented by the same lady and in turn like um you know my mom let me do that so i could like just kind of break the ice and get it flowing yeah that's then, super cool and then in turn like her property value goes up right um, and she's also getting close to retirement so the idea is uh it it was about like 13k to do that so um in like less than a year i should have that back now but the idea was to get the money back because it was just an experience builder mm -hmm. and then she can use it for supplemental income she's about to retire so that's that, so cool that was my actual first ever experience doing anything <laughs> and unfortunately like there's no ownership there but hey it, it is a good experience it's in the family that's yeah. really neat yes yeah, and cool. also you got because i know that you've been doing a lot of this work yourself that probably was good. Was that your first experience doing yeah, that level of with like any type of with any type of remodel or anything? Like I hired out the electrical, the plumbing, and getting those walls built for the bathroom. But I just did like whatever I could. I did the paint, I hung some shelves, right? You know, like the fixtures, anything that I could do. Um installed the little like it was a AC slash heating unit, just one unit. Um just anything that I could do. Yeah. yeah. And God, then really shortly neat. after that was done, I bought the first single family. So it was kind yeah, of that's, yeah. that's really, really cool. <laughs> so there is, there is sort of the, uh, the, the, we'll call it the joint venture studio. There's the house hack. And then yeah. that gave me the confidence where I was like, okay, I could do this. And right. then I used, you know, and then I just started looking for something else and someone actually just brought it to my attention. So I was able to, to get it. Right. That, the next house yeah so you so you then went to chattanooga when you moved to chattanooga were you renting or did you buy something first and move into that we tried buying something before i got here but i couldn't because um they wouldn't use my my current income or anything they said i had to be working here first so yeah we rented um a little fully furnished two bedroom one bath house here there's a lot of those just like little two ones here and um, we rented it fully furnished. That's an interesting story too, which we can get into later. But um, we rented that for um, from August to, I mean, by December we were by the end of December we were moved into this place already. So it was only a few months. Yeah. Well, let, let's hear that interesting story about the two one about the rental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you may maybe even have heard of her down here, but. Um, and, and we don't have to name drop, but um, the landlord of that property, once we were on the tail end of moving out of there, I ended up meeting her at one of the real estate meetups, but I didn't know that she was my landlord yet <laughs> until we got talking and we were talking about how I was renting this house off Suwani and she, they were like, what's the address? And then they just ended up being the owners of it. So that was super <laughs> funny. So, so um, now we see them all the time still. 
That's yeah. really funny. Her, you just, yeah. You she, ask her she's to buy got it. a few rentals and then her boyfriend does wholesaling and stuff like that. So got it, got it. Do yeah. um do you primarily go that uh the I think it's what the first of the last Thursday every month in Chattanooga, that one? That primarily one. that one and the one the same group. Um they do it on Saturdays too. Oh awesome. That's cool. um I think that one's like the either it's either the I think that one's like the first Saturday of the month. And then yeah. the Thursday ones, the, the third or last Thursday of the month. Got it. We go to those pretty consistently, yeah. That's awesome. In Boston, it's interesting. There's this one guy that runs like these four, they're all the same, but these four meetups in like Southern New Hampshire, Western Mass, and somewhere around Boston, like the Lowell area. Mm-hmm. I haven't gotten to them just because they're just, they're like 40, all of them are like 45 minutes away. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like they're just kind of far. Yeah. Um, but so, so let's talk about this. Okay. So you guys were in the, um, in the house that you were renting. Um, yep. Kind of the next couple of questions. How long did it take to find your first deal? And what did you do to find the first deal, I guess? Yeah. The first deal here was um, a duplex here in Chattanooga. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just looking mostly the MLS because I just, um, I, I have yet to land like a true off-market deal yet as far as like just an organic like off-market off right. deal. Um, but through the meetups and just networking and bigger, you know, just talking to as many people as I could is I started working with a realtor here mm-hmm. and he had another investor, a bigger investor that, was selling off a lot of his smaller rentals because he started buying commercial. And um, that's how that one came about. So I went yep. and looked at it after I had been looking at a bunch. And this one, it, it just had a lot of deferred maintenance, but really the, the biggest thing, and is, you know, I paid market price for it. Um, like it's fair market value. I didn't get a deal or anything like that. But right. the biggest thing was it was severely under rented. Like they're big units, like three bed, one bath, each side with a one car garage um, and they were just really under rented. So I was like, so, you know, that was the whole strategy was right. through just um, fixing them up a little bit and, and getting it rented out. And then um, that was one month. And then the next month I closed on this house because I, I had just sold and, and we, and I was looking, so it was right. just back, back and then I've been kind of stagnant since then, but we're, we are actually finally wrapping up that duplex. So I'm getting back into yeah really need to start looking for something else but yeah that's how that came about and that one was um i used a hard money loan because i just started working here and and i was making way more than i almost doubled my income doing the same job just by moving here which was kind of interesting and i didn't really realize that was going to happen but that was cool that's awesome (laughs) yeah but they couldn't but they couldn't do anything with it really yeah and so i was like all right well we'll just use hard money so i actually used um lending home for that one i've used them for a few yeah i mean now and it was super simple yeah it was super simple i mean they didn't even check like bank statements or anything it was crazy oh they're easy yeah it was super uh i like their i like their draw their draw process is easy too Mm -hmm. on the construction um yeah we've used them for three now uh three of Mm -hmm. ours um i didn't do i did their 30-year fix though oh got it Got yeah. just like an investment loan, just yeah. It was just put twenty five percent down and call it a day. Yeah. Um, I thought about doing it the other way, but the tenants that were in there, I planned on keeping because they wanted to stay. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's another interesting story too, um, just how it worked out with them, which we can touch on before we hit the house hack if you want. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's. I want to ask one quick question, then we'll get into yeah. that. One thing that is really interesting to me. That and because the there's been a few houses we've bought now in Chattanooga where, again, it's almost like we get them because the the rents are super super low, maybe fifty percent of what they yep. should be. And what's interesting is like in Boston, it's expected at like the eleven month mark of your lease, you pretty much get unless you specifically sign a longer term lease. The second you go month to month, I, well, I should say it's rare that you even get a chance to get month to month because the landlord usually looks to lock you up for a, a full term, a full year. Yeah. And on top of that, 
it's pretty rare in the Boston area, at least where I was renting, that you would get to um, renew your lease at the same rate. It always went up three to five percent every year. Does that happen in Chattanooga too, or is it? Well, I think if it's being managed properly, yeah, it should, Mm -hmm. especially with how much rent growth is coming through here right now. Um, Insane. I mean, I shouldn't say right now, like really, like from who I've been talking to the past five to 10 years, um, you know, it's not quite at a, it's not quite at a Denver, Colorado or like a Seattle area yet. But I mean, that's another real huge reason why I wanted to come here is because it's probably going to be at that point at some point. But anyways, I think there's a lot of, um, just people managing their own stuff here. And I maybe like the process isn't in place or they're like, Hey, these tenants have been with me for a long time. Um, but yeah, even today, even today with all, like, if you hop on right now and look at any duplex, triplex house, whatever, I mean, 90% of them, even if they're nicer and fixed up, they're still under rented. Right. <laughs> it's crazy. And um, it, it's, it is. So, so let's hear the story. Let's hear like the, how they want to stay that. Oh, yeah. So, um, well, um, at first I, I wasn't going to do anything. I was going to, there was some outside stuff we had to do. The roof had been like, you could see the inside where it had stained a couple spots. Cause it, I mean, the roof was like 20 older than 20 years. It was old. Um, but it was in good shape. It just had some seepages somewhere. Anyways, sure. so we did some outside stuff. We put a new roof on it. We, we fixed the gutters. So they drain away from the house and this and that. And I, and then they wanted to stay. So I was just going to basically do a small increase, which they were okay with. And I was going to leave them be um, until they decided to leave. And then I was going to renovate both sides once they left. Well, the duplex was, it's built on a hill, right? Um, and like, so the driveway kind of goes up and then the, ba- the back of the yard just kind of keeps going up. And long story short, there had some um, water issues in the basement, which I, which I knew when I bought it, but it just looked like moisture, not like water, water, you know what I mean? Um, but after having it for a while, the right side specifically, and this was before I put it under management, but um, he would email to me and said, hey, and it was always after a really long, hard rain or like a slow, steady three-day rain. He's like, hey, um, we get like a little bit of puddling downstairs. Uh, and, and like I said, the downstairs is finished half of it's a garage, half of it's the third bedroom slash like laundry right. room. And um, it was causing issues, obviously. So I was like, man, I might need to like get this place taken care of sooner than I thought. So I was like, okay, no problem. Cause I knew it was there and I was gonna fix it later at a different point. And um, so I gave them both 60 day notices. And I was like, if we're gonna be in there doing work, like we're gonna get both sides so done, just get them out of here. Um, and uh, they have been there for like five years and they really like the area. They both gave me a hard time, obviously both sides did. And I was like, I'm sorry, but you know, this is kind of, it is what it is. You guys are, there's moisture issues down there. You know, they were getting, um, he's told me before he had to throw a couch away cause it was getting some mold on it oh, man. because yeah. they didn't have like a dehumidifier or anything down there. So I was like, I mean, this is like safety issue, you know, health issue. I mean, we got to get it fixed. And um, they didn't want to leave. So actually the right side was okay with it. The left side was like giving me a really hard time. Didn't want to leave. He was like, I don't know why I can't just stay. He was like, why can't I come back when you're done? And I was like, well, you can. I was like, I mean, if you want to do that, I was like, I'm going to fix the, I'm going to fix the issues. I'm going to fix the place up. And I was like, the rent will be this much. And he was like, okay, that's fine. And I was like, all right, awesome. So I had, like that. That. <laughs> I had him sign an agreement that he was responsible for his own move out costs and storage and I told him to give me 30 days to get it fixed um and then so I was like you know what maybe the right side would want to stay too so I emailed him and he was like yeah we would love that because they didn't want to go apply for a new place and pay first month's rent and all that stuff and they're comfortable there I didn't think of that so he was like okay he's like yeah that that would be awesome actually so same thing he moved out they moved out all their stuff I got we got in there we fixed the basement we put in a drainage system from the inside is a big ordeal. Although, you know, that was another big cost that I didn't, uh, the cost of it, I calculated wrong because in Arizona, we don't even have basements, but anyways, it got all fixed. Um, on the left side, he only wanted the basement fixed. We made it nice. We put in nice floors, we painted all that sure. stuff. And, um, we didn't do anything upstairs cause nothing's broken. It's just 
outdated, but there's no issue up there. And so we went from 865 to 1050 on the left side. That's pretty. But awesome. then the right side, he moved out. He wanted, he was cool with everything. So he moved out all of his stuff. We fixed the basement, same thing, paint, floors, fix the water issue, put vapor barrier in there, all that. Upstairs, we did everything, floors, paint, new appliances, updated the kitchen and the bath. And so we went from 860 to 1450. Whoa. And he was cool. And he was cool with it. Um, and wow. so, I mean, so I had the same nice handle. place to live. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, essentially they got like a nice fresh place to live in the same area that they like and um, didn't have to really deal with moving. I mean, wow. they had to move a little bit, but yeah. What'd you buy that house that duplex for when you bought it? <laughs> um, I bought it for 234. Okay. So in that neighborhood though. What part um, of Chattanooga is it in? It's it's in Eastridge on the south end of Missionary Ridge though. Um, okay. So it's in, in, it's in this cool little area that the whole street is nothing but duplexes. The big, these bigger duplexes with garages and everything. And um, anyways, what I was getting at is the on that street, they're selling for, depending on how fixed up they are, um, I've seen them selling from 270 to uh, just under 300 because of how big they are. Right. And um, but so like two weeks after I closed on mine, one at the very end of the street that was really nice, fixed up like, like how ours is going to be when, I'm, when we're completely done. It, so it closed for 294 and his rents, but his rents were low. I'm telling you, like still under market is what I'm saying. Even these fixed up ones are still under market. Once yeah. I get both sides to um, 1400 ish yeah. or so, I mean, it should refi really, really well. I mean, potentially depending on how, how the market is, when, if, and when that happens. Um, I mean, somewhere close to about 300 probably. See, that's why I love about Chattanooga. Like this stuff is still affordable and manageable and money is still, even with interest rates going up, money is not hard to come by it's not yeah. you know what i mean and what i love about there is that the price is still reasonable i mean 234 right like is not bad at all to be right yeah a lot of in like 1500 14 or no 24 2500 a month it's it's it brings in so we went from 1725 to 2500 a month gosh Awesome. <laughs> so that's basically crazy. i mean that's basically a one percent deal um right <laughs> with the rent increases so that worked out really good and it, but yeah it depends on who you talk to like the people from here they think they think that two to 250 is is high for a duplex but right <laughs> they saw they saw when when people were buying you know they've been here since when people were buying duplexes for 150 175 and those still exist but they're probably vacant you know what i mean right but right. that area, they're big duplexes where you can get, I mean, honestly, if you, if I really would have, if I would have had them actually leave and fix up both sides because it has a one car garage and it's a three one and it has a front porch and a back porch. I mean, realistically, I probably could have got 1500 per side on that one, but they right. wanted to stay and I was willing to do that. Um, right. I didn't deal with any vacancy or anything like that. So uh, but yeah, it just depends on where you buy. Uh, most Dude, of the duplexes here are, are two ones and, you know, but you can still get between a thousand to 1200 bucks a side. Right. Depending on what area it's in. That is awesome. Yeah. So, okay. So, um, so right now, right. You have, uh, you still have the studio, the finished studio uh, yeah. back in uh, Arizona. Yeah. You have the duplex and then you have your house, which is, that you're in right, right now which is technically a duplex as well right um yeah basically i mean it's yeah it's being used as a duplex basically um right. our basement is a full studio with uh, a kitchen and bath and everything right um but we still have a so there's a door that would normally go to this to the basement and as long as you keep that door we didn't wall it off Right. Because of, because of zoning and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Uh, it just has a double-sided deadbolt. So you need okay. a key to open it from either end. Right. Um, 
but that keeps it to where it's a single family and you didn't have to deal with any of that. Also, it's on the same meter and it was basically just for, nice. so basically the exit strategy is when you go to sell, it's really just a mother-in-law suite is all it is. That's great though. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to deal with any of the zoning or any of the stuff that happens with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so it's just a single family with a, with a mother-in-law suite essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we'll buy it off you whenever you're like, dude, I'm ready to move That's right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, so what are like, what are the biggest challenges you're facing right now in, as being an investor? Um, right now, so because I'm, I'm, I'm still working full time um, and a, a normal week is a 50 hour week, which, you know, isn't super duper high, but it's really not that low either. Um, right. So the biggest deal, the biggest struggle I'm having right now is consistency, especially with, sure. like I said, had the project downstairs which is done now and the project at the duplex, which is basically done now. Um, but with all that going on, it's been really hard to look for other deals. Um, basically right. cons consistency of, of deal flow has really been hard because I'm not spending a few hours a day looking. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to come up with a process that's going to allow me to, you know, whether it's mailers or some type of process that's always doing something, even if I don't have, even if I'm not actively looking that day. Right. Um, that, and then my next struggle is also, which is, every, you know, everybody, but now that all that's happened, you know, I've done a deal. I was able to sell, make a little bit of money plus what I had saved, but then I immediately bought two more properties and rehab them is I'm running out of my own personal money. Right. So the thing is going to be, I've used all my own money through all of these. So um, it's going to be learning how to do something, something creative make make it go a little bit further use a little bit less of my own money and that's something that i need to just do a couple times to get comfortable with yeah and those time meeting timelines and all that you know what that comes with it yeah and it's really interesting because like the first i guess all the deals not all but the all of the long-term rental deals that uh, my partner and i have done it's either been his own cash or my own lines of credit and yeah. it was great because some stuff fell through with financing like the day before the first house we bought with the day before closed didn't really fall through it's just they weren't going to make the deadline yeah so we booted them out and we just bought the whole house cash and then found a different hard money lender to like do a refinance with yeah and it was great we cut our teeth on that we've really cut our teeth in some sort of way with like everything you just like sort of fumble not fumble your way through but you feel like you're always hitting the bumpers on like the bowling alley right until yep. you finally get to the end um but like you cash is the crux it's like you can only do so much like money can only right. take you, your own money can only take you so far yeah and so yeah you know we bought two houses with some um you know colleague capital some investor capital from some friends um and we are getting presented with opportunities for a lot more and i've found that i am way stricter on the underwriting of a deal than i normally would be because when it's my own money i'm kind of like well if it doesn't work i can do this or i can do that i can sell it i can i can think yeah. of a million things but if a capital partner wants to have like equity in a house and and be part of it and they're looking for something um yeah it brings a different tone it says it's a little different oh, yeah. so yep um for that same reason i've definitely been a little bit more patient than i normally would be and hopefully right. i don't overthink it i'm ne i'm never one to overthink it but i've definitely uh yeah started seeing that myself a little bit yeah that's that's gonna be my next like obstacle is um, I mean, cause the money's there, like you said, I mean, right. the money's there. It's just a matter of, um, breaking that ice and like using somebody else's money. And it's just a different process to follow, you know, like you said, when it's right. your own money, you can kind of, you know, just see how it goes. And I mean, you right. have an idea, you have an idea of how it's going to go, but it's, you're not on a timeline. You don't have to like, so far I haven't had to like refinance or sell by a timeline to pay somebody off or anything like that. So that's the next hurdle I need to jump. And then also just consistency with right. you know, what am I, what process am I going to follow to keep finding deals? Cause ultimately, I mean, the end goal is to be running this full time 
um, and just slowly start adding adding deals to the to the portfolio. Yeah. Um, I always find that like right after I buy a house, a great opportunity arises. Yeah. I'm like, darn. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like it's because you're on, you know, you're on the roll too. Like, right. like I said, when I found that duplex and then I, I was just already in the rhythm and then the house came up and I was able to get the house. And then since I've cut back and just focused on those two, it's like, it's hard to get back in that rhythm of like, okay, I'm constantly looking and, right. like, you know, when something comes up that's the where I need to get back into so yeah even when we're in hard acquisition mode it's all it's it's almost like you know my partner so my partner his his name's Bucky so Bucky yeah. and I'll like look at an MLS listing is usually how it starts or we're on a bunch of those the buyer list with wholesalers we'll see something there but the last one was we were just planning on buying one house and the MLS listing said there were multiple, it could be bought as a package. And then we're like, yeah. oh crap, these have been sitting for a hundred days, yeah, 120 days. So we just threw out a number that was like 40 grand. I think he wanted 275 for the two of them, two single family homes. And we did it for uh, maybe like 230 and then got like 10 grand off at closing as well. but yeah we did not mean to get two of them but i really liked the areas um and so it was just really hard to say no and we have operated a little bit with like if it's a really really good deal like we'll figure it out and if we can't the worst thing that happens is we lose like a grand on earnest money deposit and we don't make that mistake again yeah we haven't luckily that hasn't happened but um Well, that's really cool. So it sounds like, and you, and you as we kind of start to get to the tail end here, you, you kind of mentioned it, but what would, uh, you know, what would like one, three and five years look like for you? If it, if it could go perfect, what do you right. think? Yeah. yeah. Um, so one year from now, I mean, by the end of this year, I'm hoping to pick up um, one or two more properties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the end of this year, I'd like to close on one to two more properties. Um, Single families or multis or? Well, at this point, I'm at, I really like the business model of like, do a flip or two, buy a few, buy a rental or two. Yeah. You know, do a flip or two to get some capital to park it in a, in a rental. Ideally is the biggest one you could buy with that. And then do a flip or two, buy another rental, um, use the flips to fund the, the, the holds. Right. Uh, so right now I'm, I'm either looking for a, uh, a flip because um, right. I, I don't really want to hold any single family rentals, but I would be open to doing a flip um, essentially to buy more rentals or unless I find a really good rental deal, then I would just either try to tackle it or I would try to find a, a partner to where I could tackle it. So right. either, either a, you know, light to medium flip, um, nothing too extravagant. When we looked at one the other day, it was like way out of my scope but um the fire house that one too yeah well we looked at one in rossville too that was just it was just above our there was too many variables that i would have been guessing basically yeah um yeah and then so so three years from now so ideally three years from now i've i would have i will have already made the jump to to doing this full time um just running the the you know the rental business um yeah. ideally if i could do it that way of a couple flips to buy rentals flips to buy rentals um and then five years from now um man that's kind of hard to say but probably just at that far out i mean well, hopefully i'm just doing the same thing i mean i just get yeah. even just talking about it thinking about it i mean i get fired up like the job yeah. i have now um like i said i make i make decent money i mean i'm only 26 years old it gives me enough money to keep doing this Right. Uh, to keep trying to buy properties, but I, I just, I don't enjoy it as much, you know, um, yeah. it get, you know, I get anxiety just getting ready in the morning and thinking about my, the day ahead of me, you know what I mean? And, um, this yeah. kind of stuff, obviously there's stressors and there's things that go wrong, but I just like seeing it come together. Like I'm, yeah, I, I'm not as good as putting together the creative financing and all that stuff, but I really like seeing a deal and like picturing how it's going to be when we're done with it and seeing the, remodel and everything come together and putting the contractors together i like all that stuff and it really yeah. is, you know it me. Um, but five years from now i would just like to be doing that um i mean 
I would like to be at like 20 plus units, hopefully within yeah. five years. You know? um, I'm at the point where, like I said, in the next three years, I would like to be doing it full time. Um, I'm really only about $600 worth of cash flow away from reaching that first stage of, you know, what you call financial independence. Yeah. So about awesome. $600 away from having all my expenses covered just due to house hacking and having a few rentals, um, yeah. especially with those, with those rent increases that I was telling you about that helped a ton. Um, and then after that, I mean, after that, my, my main goal is just, I have such little expenses that I just want to, I just need like a little bit. Yeah. And I want to, because I'm working full time, I want that foundation built to where, okay, I can jump into this and have something to where I know I can at least put gas in my truck and, and food right. in the fridge. Um, and I can, li and I live pretty minimalist, um, yeah. minimally. So then I'll be comfortable to make the jump. I, I, I like having the job because I, it's a safety net as far as like, right. if a rehab goes south, um, it also helps me qualify for lending. All right. that kind of stuff. But once I'm a little bit over breaking even, I'll be pretty comfortable in making the leap. So one thing that I thought you said yeah. that is super important that I don't think enough people know is like, you know, the exact dollar amount monthly of what, what, your, <laughs> of what your current expense is, but it yeah. is super important. You know, I mean, yeah. running, you know, being an investor is running a business right? And yeah. businesses have expenses, life has expenses. And, and you're yeah. right. I mean, the majority of us do this to get the currency of time back in our day at some point, you know what yeah. I mean? And um, in order to do that, you have to be careful with what you spend. And, and it's interesting. So I'm, uh, my wife and I are each 34. We turned 34 this summer. And we're still in the first house that we bought, you know, and it is a, a small three bedroom ranch in suburban Massachusetts. And yeah. it's really interesting because a lot of our, and we have two kids, two kids and two great Danes. So there's a lot of movement happening in this house. And, um, but we do have a lot of friends that, uh, you know, are kind of gearing up for that second house, that forever home. And, yeah. In our town that costs like a cool seven or eight hundred thousand dollars, which is like twice as much as it was six or seven years ago. It's just expensive. Right. And um, and my wife and I made that decision of no, like this is it. We're staying here. This house allows us to unlock all these other different levels in the game of life, right? Of yep. you know, when we look at what the full portfolio is, I know the stuff I do in Chattanooga is with a good friend of mine, but when we look at that and then the two short-term rentals, yeah, it's you know, even with daycare being astronomical, it's still achievable, you know. But yeah. knowing what that nut is, knowing what that expense is each like month yeah. is. Still, yep. that's like step one right that's huge yeah. you gotta know what you're you gotta know where you're going or like what you're shooting for you know yeah as you just and that and and to your point um that's what's really gonna when i'm done here like this the end of this week the tenants are moving back into the duplex like i said the duplex about wrapped up but um that's what's gonna kind of dictate that's what i'm looking for in my next deal basically where can i find this six hundred dollars you know so yeah. Um, Would you cash out refinance in like a year or so? I mean, with lending home, you might need three years. For so lending home has a fee. Yeah. So the first year, so if you use their 30 year fixed rate hard money loan, like I did their rental loan, they call it. The first year is a 3% fee. Second right. year is a 2% fee. And the third year is a 1% fee. But I mean, yeah. Um, I mean, the value already when we're done is going to be way higher than what I bought it for. Um, but the thing is, is like, with where rates are right now, well, yeah. how, where rates were when I used it, even with a hard money loan, I was only at 5%. Right, which is awesome. So like refining right now doesn't really make much sense. Right. But if I wait the three years and wait till that fee's gone um, and rates may or may not be higher or lower that we don't really know. But right. I think, I'm, I yes, I do want to refi because there, there's more money tied up in that duplex than I wanted. Right. Um, but I think it'll make more sense later because- yeah my position's not really going to change with the refi right now. It's just going to cash flow a ton less. Mm -hmm. um, but cause I'm not really getting that much better of a rate, you know, right. the, only good, the only nice part about it is that I'd be getting some cash back. Yeah. You know? 
So, I mean, maybe it might even make sense to refi and like not take the full amount, but just to get some sure. of it back and get the cash on cash kind of like where I'd want it. Um, well, and to your yeah, point, I don't have an exact answer and, to that one yet. And like chat to your point, like in Chattanooga, um, ESO for people that don't know Eastridge, I think saw 21 and a half percent appreciation, uh, from, from this time last year. Yeah. And I would expect it would do the same next year. It might not do it every year for three years, but I think it's going to go on a good run for a while. And, um, so to your point, you know, if it's worth a lot more, a few years, you know, those rents could be 2000 per side. Yeah. Um, then you can really leverage that to go buy something really expensive have you considered, I'm just curious if this interests you at all. Like I know for me, I keep saying I'm going to do a flip and I don't, I seem to hold it and rent it out. Like yeah. one day I will do a flip. Um, I, I mean, I rehab them, but I kind of like having, so I have two short-term rentals, one up in Maine. I'm actually, I'm leaving at like yeah. five o'clock tomorrow morning to go up there and work on it again. But um, awesome. yeah, that, that is a special house. It's super cool. Um, and I'm really excited. I'm going up because we're getting a hot tub delivered. Like this house has this house in Maine has everything I've always wanted for my primary that I'm yeah. <laughs> way too scared to buy and spend money on. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, you, could, you might be able to go stay up there here and there. Well, that's I mean, that's what we'll do. Been, like around, around yeah, the holidays. And, I mean, you're doing it full time now, so I'm sure you'll be up there at some point. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but I love having like one short-term rental for every like three or four long-term rentals. Have you ever, can, I know Chattanooga has a lot of restrictions on that. Yeah. There's still the mm -hmm. midterm rentals. Um, have you ever thought of that? Yeah. Um, well, my original plan with the basement was going to be to Airbnb it, but I, I honestly, uh, my own fault. I didn't really do much research on the rules especially right here in this area. Sure. So it turns out I couldn't Airbnb the basement, but I didn't look too much into it because I, I just knew I would be able to rent it out in one faster or another. And that's all I really cared about. Right. Um, but ideally I was going to Airbnb it because I was doing the numbers and I was like, man, we could basically live there for free if we could Airbnb it. Um, so yes, I have considered it before I got at least up for a year down there. I was actually going to, I was debating fully furnishing it and doing a 30 day rental like a month to month because that's not considered short term right um at least according to the rules that anything less than 30 days is short term um, right. i had the city send me the the breakdown or whatever but yeah i have considered that um the biggest thing again is i'm working full time so like those rentals take more they're more management and all that stuff um and yeah. i've actually got to the point where i just uh, obviously it costs some money but i just as i was telling you put everything into management because my my whole goal right now is just acquisition like buy it get the you know manage the rehab and everything and then pass it over and then look for another one that's going to be my whole strategy is just right um if it's going to be a rental just get it ready and then pass it over and just yep. move on. yep and yeah the prices amount, at this moment yeah the amount that property managers have done for us so i can have a good night's sleep at night is amazing <laughs> oh yeah it's truly amazing it is and it's really the cost is really not that significant right. um i mean yeah it's 10 percent, but a lot of these guys the more units you have with them the less you pay right um, you know they'll drop the percentage down and it's not that much like four to six units i think the people i'm with now after four to six units you can get you can go from 10 to eight percent um, right you know it's really not that bad and like you know 2500 you know 2500 bucks a month i pay 250 but like anything that needs to get done during that time is taken care of. The inspections are, are taken care of. Right. Um, yeah. Even just saying, Hey, can everything. you notify, even just through the rehab, I'm like, Hey, can you notify the tenants that we're going to be a week behind or, you know, whatever. I just don't even have to break that news to them. Right. I just send an email <laughs> and that's it. No, it's so, the best. It's the best. Yeah. Well, yeah. Cody, this was really awesome. I think it'd be fun to do, um, do another episode in like a year from now because I I, yeah. I think it's really neat it's been fun watching you progress through this and I remember when you were just looking and funny yeah. story I, I remember where 
we chatted because I had not yet started working with um, Adrienne Green, who is the real estate agent that I use. And uh, she yeah. helped me start uh, started with her in Bestaway. Um, I was, <laughs> this, no, I don't mind sharing this, but I'm sitting at the dentist's office because I had yeah. to get braces. So I, I have braces right now for another few months. And so I'm sitting at the dentist's office waiting to have like my consultation or whatever. And so I hop on like bigger pockets on my phone. Yeah. And then I think it was you that had messaged something about like some different neighborhoods in Chattanooga or like, I, I can't quite remember. Yeah, I was still in Arizona. Thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so I was messaging with you and I saw Adrian post in that thread as well, I think. And I remember saying to my, to, to my business partner, oh, hey, that's the agent we have a meeting with later today that's pretty cool she's on bigger pockets and yeah that's how i knew she was an investor <laughs> and then yep. it's funny how it all worked so yeah it's, it's crazy how how small the world is and like i don't know that's in, in like one of the biggest things in moving here is just just the network like the right. network alone the amount of people none of this is really going on uh um, right. I, I mean i mean people invest in real estate there but like there's no meetups there's no right it's just it's just different world um, but it's, right. it's, it's been great. And I think that's, what's going to help me get totally. there. I mean, yeah, just since I've been here, I mean, actually you guys finished up those two single families and buy a couple of Airbnbs already. I mean, it's been <laughs> less than a year, you know, so a lot's yeah. been going on. To your point, it really is the, the network and the people you put yourself around. I truly yeah. believe it. So, yep. well, awesome, Cody. What if, if someone wanted to find you or follow your story, how could they do that? How can yeah. they find you? Um, most active on Instagram. Um, I do have them linked. Like if I put a story on Instagram, it goes on Facebook. But um, Ganyan REI on um, Instagram is G A G N O N R E I. And then on Facebook, it's just Cody Ganyan. Awesome. Yeah. But those, those are pretty much linked. Anything that goes on one goes on the other. But the Instagram page is kind of tailored a little bit more to like real estate and just me. Some yeah. biking, some cool biking videos. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I try to share like all the real estate stuff on there. And then um, that's what I do when I'm not working or real estate is I, I do a lot of cycling. And so just the fun side of things I post on there too. Yeah. Love it. Love it. Well, cool. Let's, uh, let's wrap this thing up. So, um, so yeah, uh, we'll kind of debrief after and it's okay if all of our listeners know, oh, it. Yeah. but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, thank you, Cody, for, for joining on the hassle-free RE or hassle-free RE podcast. Um, oh, yeah. it really was a, a lot of fun walking through this, uh, this story and, yeah, I think a year from now, it'd be fun to do like a, another touch base or even six months and see how things are going. But um, yeah, that'd be awesome. I, re I really appreciate you uh, giving me the opportunity to come on here with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, for anyone listening, uh, make sure to follow Cody on Instagram, reach out to him on Facebook. Um, I'll have his uh, Instagram in the show notes so people can easily find you. And this was super fun. Thanks so much, Cody. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you.